Welcome to Mike's Take, an informed and opinionated view of the world of sport. Hi guys, welcome to the first episode of Mike's Take. Well, Mike's Take is simply that, my take on issues coming out of the world of sport, local as well as international. We're going to be touching the full gourmet of sports, so from local to international football, sports such as rugby, cricket, disciplines such as swimming and athletics as well as even boxing, you'll find them right here. If it's topical, if it's making the headlines, if you want to hear about it, I'm likely to talk about it. We'll even go stateside for the NFL and the NBA. So brace yourselves. It's going to be very exciting and I hope you are going to be enjoying Mike's take. Now today I want to talk about Zimbabwe cricket who after a year in the doldrums as far as test cricket is concerned made a return to competitive action this past week at home to Sri Lanka. The hosts, of course, as expected, they were, uh, you know, despite their inexperience, uh, they were, of course, uh, very excited and uh, eagerly anticipating uh, that match versus Sri Lanka. Four debutants in that match, Ainsley Nzlovu, Victor Nyauchi, Kevin Kasuza, as well as Brian Mudzinga Nyama, who came in as a concussion substitute for Kasuza on day five. Let me give you a recap, of course, of what happened. Zimbabwe in their first test, being beaten by Sri Lanka by 10 wickets in the final session of the final day, day five at Harare Sports Club. A very convincing victory for Sri Lanka who came with very little in the way of preparation. In fact, they didn't even have a warm-up match before they took on the Chevrons. Notable performances from the Chevrons. If you take a look at the first innings, batting effort, Irvine made 85, Kasuza 63, and then of course the pick of the bowlers for Sri Lanka was Embledonia, who snared 5 for 114. Now let's go back to that first innings, guys, and just pick apart the Zimbabwean performance, because uh, this is a key performance that we need to look at if we are to look to the future of Zimbabwe cricket and if we're to have an extended tenure in test cricket. Uh, I thought we had sort of like a slow but great start by the Chevrons. I mean, stumps on day one, I think we were like 180 odd for the loss of just two wickets, Kasuza and Mashaure. I think they absolutely put their hands up, you know, at their defensive techniques was fantastic. Occasionally, they did put away the odd bad ball uh, to the boundary, but what concerned me was that the scoring rate wasn't impressive and there was very little in the way of entertainment for a decent crowd I thought that showed up to Harare Sports Club on day one. So the technique was impressive. The temperament was there from the inexperienced duo. Uh, they gave nothing away. And if you take a look at the Sri Lankan bowling effort, you know, they actually had to make adjustments as a result of that stoic defensive effort by Kasuza as well as Mashaura. Take for example, I mean, uh, I think the fastest bowler, Sri Lanka, is Lahiru Kumara. Uh, and he was forced to bowl wicket to wicket, basically, because there was nothing in that wicket. It was a placid pitch. And uh, the result of which... He he managed to get some maidens uh, and he restricted uh, the scoring shots uh, for Zimbabwe. If you take a look at the six overs that he bowled in the second session, four of them were actually maidens and Zimbabwe's batting effort in that session, the scoring rate just 1.53. You might be asking, is that slow? The answer is definitely yes. And some might even argue it's simply not good enough on that flat deck. Zimbabwe should have cashed in. And for me, test cricket 
you know, by its very nature, that's why it's called test cricket, it'll test you. And the likes of Kasuza and Mashaore are going to have to find a way not just to dig in, but to actually cash in once they have starts at this level. You know, you've got to learn how to score off the good balls and to transfer pressure as well as to manipulate the fields and give the opposition captain something to think about. And then you move on to day two, the day that Zimbabwe was actually supposed to cash in. I think their problems were compounded by the experienced middle order of Brendan Taylor, Sikanda Razabat, Sean Williams, as well as Regis Chakava. They failed to give Zimbabwe the impetus that many were expecting. Poor shot selection and a rush of blood to the head. I think that accounted for Chakava and Raza respectively, while Taylor and Williams really never got going. And I think our senior players are going to have to take more responsibility and show maturity if Zimbabwe is going to make a fist of it on the test scene. We can't be looking to the debutants to carry the team when they're still at the beginning of their journey. Let's move to the second innings. I mean, the second innings was a write-off uh, as far as the batting is concerned. Zimbabwe capitulated uh, on a surface, you know, that uh, I think uh, a draw should have been the minimum result. Williams made 39, Taylor I think got 38, those were starts and I think Chakava also had a start, so did Raza, but that was all that there was and there was very little support, so uh, the ones that made runs in the first innings were nowhere to be found in the second innings and the ones that failed in the first innings were the ones suddenly making or getting starts in the second innings, so there is no consistency right now as far as Zimbabwe's batting is concerned. The tail also failed to wag, so there was no meaningful resistance, you know, once you got into the tail the writing was already on the wall uh, as far as Zimbabwe was concerned and of course Sri Lanka going on to register that crashing defeat that no one would have predicted at the beginning of day five I think if you're a betting man if you had been asked to put a flatter uh, on which result you were expecting at the beginning of day five many people would have said that Zimbabwe would be able to hold out for a draw but in the end it was that crushing 10 wicket victory for Sri Lanka and credit to them I mean uh, if you take a look at the attack they managed to squeeze enough life out of that Dosao Harare sports club surface something which our bowlers failed to do uh, in the tourist first innings you know where Angelo Matthews who is a, a decent batsman you know, he can uh, uh, swing the willow now and again, but really against the top sides, Angela Matthews does not make a double ton, you know. He did show a bit of resolve, he did show application, and uh, he did show some skill uh, to get that double ton. But against the better sides, there is no way that Angela Matthews makes a double ton. The most impressive of our bowlers for me in that Sri Lanka batting effort was Victor Nyauchi. I mean, uh, he snared uh, three wickets in that first innings. And uh, the only other uh, bowler to get three wickets, I think, was Sikandar Razabat. But that was really at the tail end of Sri Lanka's innings when they were throwing uh, the willow at everything and trying to speed up the scoring rate. So his three wickets, the tail, uh, the, the bottom order of Sri Lanka's uh, batting uh, effort. And so... You really can't credit Sikandar Razabat with any skill or uh, any thought uh, into getting those uh, three wickets. But Nyauchi is one that I thought, you know what, here is a guy who's showing that, you know what, that uh, he's a green shoot. That uh, if someone is able to water him, as it were, he's able to actually grow up and be a robust oak uh, for Zimbabwe cricket. Uh, so at the end of the day, guys, we've got to look at it. Uh, we've got to ask some questions, you know. And one of the questions is, how do we sum up Zimbabwe's return to test cricket? And... Um, for me, it's simply this. I'd love to see a more positive approach, uh, both from the Brains Trust and the players themselves. 
basically I mean if you look at that test match one got the feeling that uh, uh, Zimbabwe was a team that was striving to affirm that they belonged at the test level by stretching the test match as far as they could in the hope of clinching a draw uh, sadly that proved a bridge too far and ultimately I think it was a disappointing end to a test performance full of promise uh, so there are some positives for Zimbabwe but still so much to learn at this level that's my take Mike's take don't forget you can follow Mike on Twitter at Mike Madoda or catch him every weekday on ZFM Sport.